This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Breaking news. Record high coronavirus cases. New COVID infections top more than 57,000 tonight as health officials sound the alarm with hospitals filling up. More fireworks displays are canceled as beaches close coast to coast. The warning, things will get worse if Americans refuse to celebrate Independence Day independently. Plus, more states now telling visitors to quarantine what you need to know. Breaking news in the Elijah McClain case, the shocking photos just released. Police officers mimicking the chokehold used on the 23-year-old. Tonight, the dramatic move from the police chief as he calls the pictures a crime against decency. Rushing to Mount Rushmore, President Trump heads to a crowded fireworks display at the mountaintop monument without masks required. Why is he ignoring advice his own advisors are giving to everyone else? NFL name change. Under pressure from sponsors, one of pro football's oldest franchises forced to rethink its image. Will Washington's hometown team start next season with a new name? Racing to a cure. The experimental plasma therapy many are now calling liquid gold. We're there as the first patient in one study meets the man he says saved his life. And our Steve Hartman with a uniquely American July 4th drive through can call it the final stop on the road to citizenship. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. 
Nora is off. I'm Margaret Brennan. There is breaking news as we come on the air tonight. More than 57,000 new cases of coronavirus have been reported in the U.S. in the past 24 hours, setting yet another record for new infections just as the country heads into the July 4th holiday. Tonight, 37 states are seeing the number of new cases increasing, a dramatic turn that's now leading health officials to warn the outbreak will spiral further out of control if Americans don't stay home this weekend. In many places, parades and picnics have now been canceled, and even backyard barbecues are being discouraged. Beaches in Miami, which are usually crowded with tourists, are shut down tonight, and the county there has ordered a curfew starting in just a few hours. Nationwide, more than 129,000 people have been killed by coronavirus, and there are more than 2.7 million confirmed cases in the U.S. And while most of the country's traditional fireworks displays have been scaled back or canceled tonight, President Trump is heading to Mount Rushmore to watch a fireworks show with a crowd that could top 7,500 people. South Dakota's governor says wearing masks and social distancing won't be enforced. There is a lot of news to get to tonight, and our team of correspondents is standing by to cover it all. CBS's Janet Shamlin is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Galveston Beach in Texas. Janet? Margaret, this is an unprecedented 4th of July weekend in Galveston. No one in the water and no one on the beach. Across the country, it looks nothing like a traditional holiday. And officials say that's because the surge can be traced back to Memorial Day and the loosening of restrictions. So for now, it's going to be safety over celebration. On a weekend honoring independence, little freedom to celebrate it. Beaches close coast to coast. From Miami Beach, which now has an overnight curfew, to Southern California, where lifeguards became infected, and much of the Texas coast. Shutting down, not a popular decision. Um, I don't think it's necessary to close, you know, the beaches, especially today. Galveston feared crowds would come for a getaway from Houston, where one out of four tests are now coming back positive. Primarily, we're seeing a surge in young people who are really just not paying any regard to the risk of this. Officials are trying to avoid scenes like this from Memorial Day. In Texas, the governor issued a statewide mask order and closed bars. Chris Pallone is keeping his Fort Worth bar open in defiance. I'm responsible for 15 employees' ability to feed their children. With cases surging, Dr. Anthony Fauci was candid with the BBC. You've been losing this battle, haven't you, recently? Admittedly, yes, we have. Tonight, coronavirus cases are rising in 37 states. Places like Phoenix, where more than 50 firefighters tested positive, another 40 are in quarantine. People in Northern California are scrambling to get tested, waiting hours. It's spreading up everywhere, and everybody you know, is really worried about what's happening. It's taking, it's taking it more seriously. While some cities in Southern California are now fining those who don't wear masks. CBS News Chief Medical Correspondent Dr. John LaPook. The science is clear. Wear a mask, practice social distancing. And in general, outdoors is safer than indoors because outdoors there's improved ventilation and less opportunity for the virus to be spread through the air. For businesses like this Galveston restaurant, it won't be the weekend it usually is. And the owner is fine with that. What do you think about the beaches being closed? Well, the beaches being closed, it should have never gotten open. No offense to the outsiders or the tourists. Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Dallas have all canceled fireworks, and New York has been doing smaller displays throughout the week. One company that usually does 30 fireworks celebrations this weekend 
this year has six. Margaret. Janet Shamlan, if you celebrate, celebrate safely. Thank you. There is new outrage tonight in Aurora, Colorado. Three people, three police officers there have now been fired, and a fourth has resigned after they posed for photos mocking a deadly chokehold maneuver on a black man. CBS's Jamie Ucas tonight with the newly released photos that cost the officers their jobs. Tonight, for the first time, interim police chief Vanessa Wilson revealed these photos. We're sickened and we're angry. Three officers laughing and mocking the chokehold used on Elijah McClain. It shows a lack of morals, values, and integrity, and a judgment that I can no longer trust to allow them to wear this badge. And they won't. Wilson fired Erica Morero and Kyle Dietrich after Jaron Jones resigned. Also okay? fired a fourth officer, Jason Rosenblatt, who responded, ha-ha, to the picture. He was involved in the original incident. Elijah McClain was not accused of any crime when officers used a chokehold on him and paramedics injected him with a sedative. He later died. Those officers were never charged with a crime. Two still work for the department. The FBI and Department of Justice are investigating. McClain's father, Luane Mosley, had this to say about the photo reenactment. You're a coward, and I hope you get what you deserve, because it's going to be worth me seeing that you're fired. Jamie Ucas, CBS News, Los Angeles. Tonight, President Trump is hosting an Independence Day celebration at South Dakota's Mount Rushmore, despite warnings that the event could lead to more infections. CBS's Weijia Zhang reports from the White House. As President Trump played golf at his club in Virginia, crews in South Dakota set the stage for his address at Mount Rushmore. I'll be making a speech there. I'll be seeing a lot of people, a lot of different people. And uh, I think it'll be a fantastic evening. Fireworks above the monument will go off for the first time in over a decade after Mr. Trump dismissed concerns over possible wildfires. I said, what can burn? It's stone. You know, it's stone. It's great. More than 7,000 are expected to attend the event that will not mandate people to spread out or wear masks. Local Sheriff Kevin Tome is not requiring his deputies to cover their faces either. The masks are optional, um, and if you're uncomfortable coming to the event, take advantage of the online streaming, the television. There's other options to still enjoy the event. Tonight's show comes amid reports that eight Secret Service agents tested positive for the virus and forced Vice President Mike Pence to rearrange his trip to Arizona earlier this week. President Trump insists there is a rise in coronavirus cases because our testing is so massive and so good. But Admiral Brett Giroir, who leads the national testing effort, testified on Capitol Hill that's only partly true. There is no question that the more testing you get, the more you will uncover. But we do believe this is a real increase in cases because the percent positivities are going up. Back at Mount Rushmore, many visitors say it's worth the risk to see the president in person. The fireworks at Mount Rushmore are the greatest sight to behold in the whole entire world. And I think uh, it'll be a good, safe, fun day today. Tomorrow, President Trump is hosting a salute to America here at the White House that will feature music, fireworks, and military flyovers, even though the mayor of D.C. has warned the administration the event violates its own CDC guidelines. Margaret? Weijia, thank you. 
After years of resistance, the NFL's Washington Redskins may be moving to drop their controversial name. Today, the team announced an internal review as major commercial sponsors press for change. Here's CBS's Nicole Killian. We are underway. After years of resisting a name change, the Washington Redskins called a reverse Friday. In a statement, the team said, in light of recent events around our country and feedback from our community, the Washington Redskins are announcing the team will undergo a thorough review of the team's name. Times are changing. This is a moment. Josh Silver is founder of Rebrand Washington Football, a fan group that has been petitioning the team to remove the Native American slur for years. We really had a moment where this is a possibility of uh, Mr. Snyder turning over a new leaf and doing the right thing. Owner Dan Snyder once famously said he would never change the team's name, but NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said, in the last few weeks we have had ongoing discussions with Dan and we are supportive of this important step. The move comes after dozens of investors reportedly sent letters to FedEx, PepsiCo and Nike, threatening to terminate their relationships with the team unless it changed its name. Patrick Walker is a writer for CBS Sports. You look at the pressure being applied from Nike, who has taken the Redskins name off of their online database. You look at the pressure from Pepsi, who has a multi-million dollar, maybe even a billion dollar partnership with Dan Snyder. Pressure right now is on Dan Snyder to make these changes. The NFL has also announced the Black National Anthem will be played before every game during week one of the season. FedEx says it has communicated its request to the team to change its name and appreciates the team's willingness to review the matter. It's unclear when a decision could be made, but some believe it should happen before the start of the season. Margaret? Nicole Killian, thank you. Air travel is inching back, and this holiday weekend it has spiked, even as debate continues as to how to keep flyers safe from COVID-19. Here's CBS's Chris Van Cleve. Closed beaches in Texas and California, curfews in Miami. Welcome to a COVID 4th of July weekend. The city of Chicago is joining several states, including New York, New Jersey and Connecticut, requiring visitors from coronavirus hotspot states to quarantine for 14 days upon arrival. Mayor Lori Lightfoot. We're going to do everything that we can to keep members of the public safe. That will include visitors from California, and some don't like it. Like once you set foot on that ground, like you have to quarantine. That's what that means. Like, I don't want to have to go through that. But millions are traveling. Just how many is hard to predict. AAA did not offer its customary holiday travel forecast. We definitely expect it to be down. If people are traveling for the 4th, they're definitely going to be traveling by car. And probably not going very far. Yeah. If pe- when people do travel, it's all local, it's regional, and it's going to be a- to places where they can social distance mostly. More than 625,000 people passed through TSA checkpoints on Wednesday, among the busiest since mid-March, but down more than 74% from last year. Here, a desolate Chicago O'Hare at 9.45 that morning. No question, flying is different. Here we are at the start of the 4th of July holiday weekend, and there are dozens of empty seats on this plane. But that's not always the case. American Airlines said Thursday was its busiest day in months, the number of flyers up a staggering 878% from early April. The surge in flyers didn't sit well with Oregon Senator Jeff Merkley, tweeting from his seat, How many Americans will die because you fill middle seats? 
American says there were at least 26 open seats on that flight, and it wouldn't have even qualified for the airline's social distancing policies had they been in effect. Now, the CDC says if you are traveling this weekend, wear a mask, wash your hands regularly, and try to distance where you can. L.A.'s mayor went a step further and said cancel your plans and avoid gatherings altogether. Margaret? A lot of personal responsibility being called for this weekend. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. There's encouraging news tonight about an experimental plasma therapy that's being used to treat some COVID patients. In our series, Racing to a Cure, one patient tells us it saved his life. Here's CBS's Meg Oliver. Dr. William White is back at work after he survived 40 days on a ventilator battling a severe case of COVID-19. There were three different times when I was clearly on the edge. And they uh, were all preparing uh, for my passing. In April, Dr. White was the first patient at LSU Health Shreveport to receive convalescent plasma therapy. Do you think you would have survived without the convalescent plasma? Absolutely not. That was the big change. This century-old treatment relies on antibodies taken from recovered COVID-19 patients and infused into sick patients, hoping to give them a massive boost to their immune system to help kill the virus. What have you discovered so far? Well, I think the most important thing we found is that it's safe. Dr. Michael Joyner at the Mayo Clinic is running a therapeutic study along with more than 800 acute care facilities on the procedure. So far, nearly 30,000 people have received the plasma. One of the things people are concerned about is when you give people plasma is the potential to either overload the circulation or damage the lungs. And that's not happening in our study so far. Dr. White received three infusions of plasma therapy. He was released from the hospital last month and even had to learn how to walk again. He calls his plasma donor a hero. Somebody I did not know uh, was willing to donate his blood because he knew he was my match and had a direct impact on my life. I'm David. How are you doing? We were there when an emotional Dr. White thanked his donor, David Langston. I love you, man. While doctors are cautious whether this therapy will work, Dr. White is convinced. Meg Oliver, CBS News, Montclair, New Jersey. This 4th of July weekend will have special meaning for thousands of immigrants whose dreams of becoming citizens are now coming true. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman with some new Americans making their last stop on the road to citizenship. In America, you can get almost anything in a drive through including now this very happy spiel. You're going to raise your right hand. The oath of allegiance to become a U.S. citizen. Congratulations, you're an American citizen. Want fries with that? There you go. Crazy as it looks, this is how the American dream now starts. Immigrants who've completed all the requirements of citizenship are pulling into parking lots from San Diego to Des Moines to Detroit for socially distant naturalization ceremonies. Yesterday in Albany, New York, the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services minted 59 brand new Americans. So help me God. And all from the cabins of their cars. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is Sashikala Saboya. So what is different now in the five minutes that you've been a citizen? (laughs) She emigrated from India. The feeling of elation and delight and happiness. We're going to swear you in with the oath of allegiance. Kwame Asante came here from Ghana in the 1980s. So you've been waiting 38 years for this moment? Yes, just for this. Which explains the suit and tie, 
and reverence for his new country. Just to be an American is like close to paradise. Wow. It's giving me so many opportunities. Kwame works as a respiratory therapist at Good Samaritan Hospital in Suffern, New York. He's in the thick of this pandemic, but he says he's not scared. Not now. Congratulations. Now that he's a proud American. You're a U.S. citizen. Even if I die today, I'm okay. (laughs) Now that you're a citizen. Oh, my God, yes. Coronavirus has changed so many of our routines. Fortunately, there's no ruining moments of love and pride, acceptance and gratitude. That's why not even a drive-through ceremony can dampen the joy of being here to stay. Steve Hartman, on the road. God bless America. In Albany, New York. Always. You have to love that story. More than 64,000 new citizens have been naturalized in recent weeks, and the coronavirus backlog is expected to be clear by the end of this month. Sunday on Face the Nation, my guests will include Miami-Dade County Mayor Carlos Jimenez, Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner, and former FDA Commissioner Dr. Scott Gottlieb. And if you can't watch live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that's going to be it for us tonight on the CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Margaret Brennan here in Washington. We'll see you back here Sunday for Face the Nation. Until then, have a great and safe 4th of July. Good night. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings wherever you get your podcasts.